Hello, my good friends. I hope you're doing well. It's been a while since we've had these uh, podcast chats, and I really want to get them started again uh, because we are living in very volatile, unpredictable, confusing times. There is a lot of things that are unknown right now. And as much as I love doing the daily email, and even though I am a professional writer, so a copywriter and I write fiction, and writing is is really the way I love to communicate, there is something lost when you just communicate through writing. So those of you who have taken like a, a communications one-on-one class or read books on communication, you know that a lot of uh, human communication happens in not necessarily the words that are said, but in body language, intonation, um, you know, these types of things. So what I want to do is try to send you as best I can over the next couple of days, weeks, and if everybody loves it, keep doing this for, for the future moving forward, is to add podcast snippets um, every single day so that you and I can have a little bit more of a, almost like a fireside chat together every single day. These podcasts are meant to help you do what I believe will be one of the most important things that you can do in times like these, which is to maintain focus on the long play or on the big picture. So here are some things that are true. Now, understand, I'm not an economist and I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in virus. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a doctor. But I would bet all the money on my, in my pocket that eventually things will return to normal. What, you know, whatever the, the definition of normal is. Do I think it's going to be next week? No, I don't think it's going to be next week. Do I think it's going to be next month? I don't think so. Uh, do I think it's going to be two years, five years, ten years? I don't know. Again, I'm not, not nearly smart enough to have even a clue about how long this is going to last. What I do know, though, is that human beings are incredibly resilient. We have been through significantly worse as a species, and we have found solutions to end these types of things before. So I have faith that this will be over soon. I do not think this is the apocalypse. I do not think this is, you know, the end of time, right? What that means, though, for you and me as business owners is that we have to be careful not to act in a way that takes into account only what's happening now. Because everything that we do has a consequence. Many of the things that we do have second-order consequences. If you remember podcasts I've done in the past, a second-order consequence is basically the consequence of the consequence, right? It's the whole idea of if a butterfly flaps its wings in San Francisco, does that cause a tornado somewhere else, right? No, that's not, that doesn't actually happen, but it's that same idea, right? The philosophical idea uh, that there are chain reactions that occur, many of which we can't necessarily predict. So we have to, as business owners, maintain the, not just belief, but then the decision-making patterns 
that are congruent with the belief that eventually all of this is going to return to some level of uh, normalcy or at least some level of consistency, right? So just to point out, uh, you know, my wife and I were talking about this. Uh, At the time of me recording this, it's only been about a week since everything kind of went haywire, even though it feels like it's been three months. And a big reason that it feels so long and it's been so exhausting is because there's been so many new and sudden changes. In the beginning, about a week ago, it felt like every single time you hit refresh on your phone, there was something new. There was some new... Uh, discovery there you know so a new state was closing down which in you know for us was like what I didn't even know you could close down um, so everything was new now at this point uh, at least again at the time of this recording it could change tomorrow at this point it seems to be a lot of the same we even have you know I mean this sounds horrible but even our politicians are bickering again which is almost if it wasn't such a serious thing almost a sign of we're already returning to normal it just so happens they're bickering over what could be potentially be a $6 trillion payout, but that's another topic for another time. It just seems insane to me. But so we are going to get back to normal, which means that we as business owners need to be strategic about what we do today. I will tell you a strategy that I'm empl- uh, employing in my business right now, that I'm deploying in my business right now, that I'm utilizing in my business, and this is one that I would recommend everybody use. I borrowed this strategy from uh, investors, uh, specifically from Warren Buffett and from a couple of real estate investors that I, that I know personally. They all follow what's called a buy and hold strategy. So in times like this, in markets like this, when everything's very, very cheap, they will buy as much as they can of stocks, real estate, etc., that are maybe not as sexy, maybe not as exciting, maybe not as risky, maybe they don't even necessarily have high returns. It could be something like they just buy more stock in the Coca-Cola company. They buy more stock in a Starbucks. They buy more stock in a Microsoft or whatever. They buy more of things that they know over 3, 5, 10, 15 years, typically, historically, are rather solid. They they over time gain value and they do it as much as they can in times like this because it's very cheap. So they buy it and then they hold on to it knowing that the payoff is down the road. Same with real estate. Now, if you've been in the online marketing world for some time and you've purchased uh, courses and online marketing training from other people, what you will not see is them talking about buy and hold marketing. Now, buy, let me, I'll tell you what they're doing right now. So they're doing what's called churn and burn marketing, right? So for example, the typical model of run Facebook ads to a 15 minute VSL, have them book a phone call from the phone call, have them, you know, get, take a 45 minute strategy session on the strategy session, close them in one call, and then if they don't close, just move on to the next one and keep, keep booking your calendars and keep them full. And that's the whole model, right? They don't really talk about email follow-ups or anything like that. They're just really like churn and burn. Get them in, get them out. 
They'll, you know, uh, just absolutely obliterate email lists. They'll chase affiliates, et cetera, et cetera. So if you, if your marketing knowledge is based entirely on internet marketing, you have a view of marketing that's very short. It's a very short window. It's basically like if I don't make money in 20 minutes after starting this, it must not have worked. In times like this, I would advise you to adjust to a buy and hold mentality. Let me give you an example of what buy and hold mentality is. Just last night, or maybe it was earlier today, or I can't remember when it was, um, my team sent me a message from Jonathan. So, hey, Jonathan, if you're listening to this, I did get your message. Thank you for sending it. Uh, Basically, Jonathan said that he purchased one of our programs after having followed the No Pants Project for two years. Okay, two years of receiving the daily email, of listening to our podcast occasionally, of the very occasional YouTube video that I do. I mean, they may have done like 10 over the whole two years that we've even been doing anything. And he finally made a purchase. That is an example of buy and hold. Now, am I suggesting that the thing to do right now is to expect clients not to buy from you in two years? No, not at all. What I am suggesting is that you reanalyze your approach to either add buy and hold strategies or or even just to think about the possibility of a buy and hold mentality, approach, and philosophy, or to just buckle up and go in for the buy and hold strategy as the core strategy that you're developing. So let me give you an example of how we're doing a buy and hold strategy at scale here in the No Pants Project. Uh, We are running funnels, uh, customer acquisition funnels. So we call them customer acquisition machines, cams, whatever you want to call them. Uh, A couple months ago, we did a program where uh, we taught people how to build them. What you do is you basically create a low-ticket piece of package knowledge, so some kind of templates or some kind of information product or some kind of something. You run Facebook ads to it with the specific goal of breaking even on the ad spend. Put a dollar in, get a dollar out. So you're not doing this to go get rich and make a bunch of money. You are doing this to essentially acquire customers and as many of them as you possibly can. Now, the average marketer who is obsessed with getting a return on ad spend in five minutes or they think that whatever it is that they're doing isn't working will look at this and say, why on earth would I ever acquire customers at break-even? Well, the answer is the buy-and-hold strategy. If you can go out into the marketplace right now when Facebook ads are incredibly inexpensive, okay? And let me just give you an example that what we're seeing in our our ads, uh, two weeks ago, our CPMs were $40.00. 
We now have CPMs, same offer, same ad, same audience. Our CPMs are down to $19, $18, which is crazy. That just seems insane to me that in a week and a half, you could see a 50% drop. Okay, but what we're doing is we're building as many of these customer acquisition funnels as we possibly can internally. We're also doing it for all of our clients. We are pushing as hard as we possibly can with our clients to get their customer acquisition machines up and running because right now it's incredibly cheap to start customer relationships. It's incredibly cheap to start customer relationships. And customers, even at the $27 level, are 16... I mean, there's lots of different numbers. The one that I've heard that seems the most reliable is that they are 16 times more likely to buy something else from you regardless of what it costs than somebody who's never purchased something from you. So our strategy moving forward here in the No Pants Project is, look, we know eventually this is all going to get normalized. It could be six months. It could be a year. It could be two weeks. I don't know. Maybe somebody's secretly been pocketing a vaccine. Who knows? But what we're going to do in the meantime is double down on scooping up as many customers as we possibly can while everything is really cheap. With the knowledge that the reason we are doing that is so we can build a relationship over time. Now, some people will take two years from what we do today. Some people will take two years to buy something from us. And that's wonderful. I love the person who bought from me two years after following me as much as I love the person who bought from me two minutes after following me. As a business owner, I have no preference. As a business owner, though, I recognize that if I don't have something in play to take care of those people that may need two years to decide, or who, when I first met them, weren't in a place to buy from me, but now two years later, they are, right? As a business owner, I need to be aware that a big portion of my sales, even in good times, comes from people who don't buy straight away. So that includes things like this podcast, things like daily emails, pieces of content that nurture and build relationships. Now, how do you make content that builds relationships? You help people. I have no intention with this podcast other than to tell you something that will hopefully help you. That's all I'm doing. Um... I come to this outcome independent. I could, uh, you know, and, and not to sound like a horrible person, but I could care less if this podcast makes you want to buy something from me or not. That's not the point of the podcast. Meaning, for me, the point of the podcast is to put a little bit of a deposit or my daily email, is to deposit a little bit of goodwill that makes you trust me a little bit more. That's my main goal, is to get you to trust me. Because if you trust me enough, eventually I'll put something in front of you that's within your price range, that matches what you need, that you'll trust me enough that I could have the worst sales letter in the world, but you'll buy it from me. One of, the, one of my early mentors, Ryan Lee, does this very, very well. I love him, and I don't think he would take this too horribly, but I've never seen somebody make so many sales just running emails directly to an order form. 
Like half the time he puts something out to his list, he doesn't even have a sales page. Why is that? Like <laughs> that breaks every convention of every direct response marketer who plays the short game. They say it has to be a sales letter. It has to be long. It has to be. Well, the reason he's able to do that is because of the goodwill he has built through his nurture content. So now how do you apply this though to your business, this idea of buy and hold? Because what we're doing is we're trying to get as many customers as we can, and then we're just going to nurture them. And that's what we're going to do. And it, it will all eventually even out as long as we get enough people into our world through customer acquisition. It's all going to even out. We're all going to be fine. And then when things return to normal, people start getting money again. They start trusting the system. They have you know expendable income. They can start spending like crazy. That's fine. Okay, that's, that's great. But how do you do that if you're not running a strategy where you're running Facebook ads, you're selling customers into $27, $17, whatever, low ticket items. How do you do that on LinkedIn, for example? How do you do that on cold outreach? How do you do that on, in networking? Like, How do you do that in harder to scale systems? Well, let's go one by one. If you're on LinkedIn, this is, it's so simple. If you're on LinkedIn, you make connections, you post content on LinkedIn, and you just check in on people. Not checking in to sell them necessarily, but just checking in, hey, how are you guys doing? You post up on your LinkedIn, hey, what can I help you guys with today? Or you do individual message outreach. You send outreach messages every single day to make sure that you're constantly growing that audience because again, what you're trying to do right now, guess what's really cheap on LinkedIn right now? Getting people to see your content through connecting with them on LinkedIn. So buy and hold means Grow your LinkedIn audience as big as, you, as big as you can through sending outreach messages and et cetera. And then helping them along the way through nurturing content. Maybe you have a LinkedIn group. Maybe you have a Facebook group and you're growing your Facebook group. I Personally, I was never any good at Facebook groups. We had a 17,000 person Facebook group in the No Pants Project and I was so bad at it, I just shut it down. <laughs> I was like, I just, this is not my, I'm not good at this. Dan Meredith, who I think is hilarious, totally um, irreverent. I think he's one of the best Facebook group, um, I don't know, moderator owners, whatever. His Facebook group marketing is incredible. Go, Go check him out, go follow him, go see what he's doing. It's amazing. He is building incredibly goodwill. Uh, with his audience. He's never had anything that I've been like, I need to buy that from him. But the second that he does, meaning the second he has something that aligns with what I'm looking for, of course, I'm going to buy from him because his group is hilarious and I love it. And he's built relationships and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So for LinkedIn, that's how you would do that. Let's say you're doing cold outreach emails though. You, it's hard to get in front of people. It's actually really, really simple. This is, it's, it's easier to develop and nurture goodwill than people think. When you reach out to people, and if they respond to you positively, put them in a little spreadsheet of, I'm going to follow up with these people just to see how they're doing. In other words, outcome, independence, follow-up. Eventually, what's going to happen is as you're reaching out with your cold outreach emails and people are responding, some will respond negatively, some won't respond at all, some will say, oh my gosh, I wish that you know the market wasn't right now. If I had talked to you six months ago, that would have been fantastic, but we're not in that place exactly. Or they say, that sounds fantastic, and then you have a phone call, and then they don't buy. These are all people you put into a little bucket. In this little bucket, all you do is once a month, you just say, hey, how are you guys doing? You guys staying safe through coronavirus? 
How are you guys being affected? You're not trying to sneak in a conversation of like, hey, how are you doing? Tell me all your problems in your business and then jump on them and try to get them on a phone call. You, you quite sincerely and legitimately just say, how are you doing? If you find something like a blog post or a video or something that you think is interesting, you send it to them. This is the buy and hold strategy at play. So there's a couple examples outside of just customer acquisition through funnels and Facebook ads. Now, obviously, funnels and Facebook ads is a way to scale this. And it's very cheap to do Facebook ads right now. And all those other methods are very time intensive. But and so I would obviously recommend Facebook ads and funnels and and doing that sort of thing at the moment. Uh, Low ticket acquisitions. But if you can't afford that or you don't want to take the risk or you don't want to learn that, etc., again, these other methods will work for you. The point is that buy and hold is a mentality. Buy and hold is a mindset. It is a commitment to understanding that your customers and clients are actually human beings. And while they may not be in a position today to buy from you, They will be in a position soon. And as an investor in your business, while you may not be able to collect a bunch of cash right now, because maybe a lot of people aren't buying from you today, if you're willing to play the buy and hold strategy, and let's just say that you have to go through some lean times over the next couple of weeks, and you have to be a little cash dry, meaning it's getting difficult to pay your bills and all that sort of stuff, you can still, if you're using buy and hold, rely on the fact that eventually all that goodwill that you've built up, you can cash in on. Now, please note I'm not saying that you're working for free. I'm not saying that you do what a lot of companies are doing right now, which I think is questionable ethically, which is they keep saying like, oh, coronavirus, I feel so bad for everybody. I'm going to give you 30 days free access to my thing. Come on. (laughs) That's basically tricking people into a 30-day trial that you absolutely plan on billing them for in 30 days. Just call it what it is. It's a 30-day trial. You're giving them a 30-day trial. You're not like trying to be, you know, anyways. Um, So it's not like that. You're not trying to trick people. You're not trying to work for free either. You are simply using frequency marketing, which we've talked a lot about, which is to say you are making sure that you stay front of mind through value so that when the time comes that they are in a position to buy, which they will be when everything returns to normal, then you are the first person that they think of. So Let me give you the alternative to this because I know some people have a difficult time thinking long-term like that when you have serious pressing issues right now. And look, I'm with you, okay? Two weeks ago, really two months ago, but before all this corona stuff happened, two weeks ago, I had gotten the No Pants Project business to where our monthly nut, meaning how much we have to pay every month before I get paid, before taxes get paid, before anything, $92,000 a month is how much it's costing us to run the No Pants Project. So look, I get it. Even, even though financially we're doing great and everything's fine and you know I've got multiple streams of income, 
I, I, I know that buy and hold works because I used it when I started my company in 2000, um, late 2007, so through the 2008 recession, when I've had failures as a company multiple times over the past 10, 12 years. I, I get that it's difficult to think long term, but let me give you the alternative to not deploying buy and hold right now. The, the alternative to not deploying buy and hold in your marketing right now is that you try to use short-term marketing tactics, which is the churn and burn style, in a market, in, in a set of market conditions which cannot sustain that kind of churn and burn. Okay, so let me walk you through an actual uh, scenario. So let's say, for example, that the way that you've marketed up to this point is you only send one cold email and you don't do any follow-ups at all. And if they don't buy from you or if they don't book a call off of that one cold email and they don't close on that one phone call, you just move on to the next thing. And let's say that up to two weeks ago, that actually worked for you because Money was plenty, nobody was really worried about the economy, nobody was shutting down and laying off and all these things just literally like two, two, three weeks ago. Okay, well, what probably happens from a mathematical standpoint, from a conversion KPI standpoint, is that let's say every 10 emails you were sending out, you got one phone call, every phone call you were closing one in four. And that was working for your business. All right, awesome. Now that money's tight, people are laying off, things are changing in the markets, that whole like one in 10 closing email and one in four closing as clients, that's probably not going to happen anymore, at least for the foreseeable future. Again, when things return to normal, you can probably get back to those numbers. Let's say now it's one in 30 decides to get on the phone with you and you close one in 15 phone calls. Well, now your business is going to shrink because you only have so many hours in the day to send those many emails and take those many calls and et cetera, et cetera. What most people do with that model is they start to freak out and they start to say, I need to radically change my marketing. I need to jump into something else. And then they get into the shiny object syndrome stuff. Instead, if you have a system that is working, when things get problematic, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You look to improve the system itself to return to the revenue numbers that you're looking for. In this case, this is where buy and hold strategy or long-term follow-up and nurturing can help you to offset the new normal in your company. So if it's now one in 30 emails gets you a phone call and one in 15 gets you a sale in the old churn and burn model where you only talk to people and you only sell them immediately on that phone call and if not, you don't do anything. Now you start to add follow-ups, okay? Maybe it takes a few weeks of following up. Maybe you have to send a few emails of, hey, I was thinking of you. Hey, I found this 
for you or hey I etc or do you know any like you have to do a little bit of nurturing and on the back end what happens maybe one of the people out of the 15 that you originally talked to who was kind of on the fence two or three weeks ago has had time to think about it they've had time to see how impressive you are they've you know really taken to heart how you followed up with them and they decide you know what yeah actually i think we are ready to go okay it's really important for you to understand that in market conditions like this and again i'm not an expert in markets so please don't assume i'm an expert in markets but in my experience in market conditions like this okay and i'm i'm saying recession i don't know anything about depression or anything worse than what was 2008 but in market conditions like this it's not that the money disappears Okay, it's not that companies don't necessarily have the money to spend on the whole. Of course, there are exceptions. Companies do close. They do go bankrupt. But on the whole, it's not necessarily that money from the market disappears as much as people just hold on to it a little bit tighter. So in the old churn and burn system, people were a little bit more loose with their money. So you could crank on one phone call, close, et cetera, et cetera. Don't need to deal with follow-up. Don't need to build relationships. Don't really need to try to overcome trust issues. Now, that money's still there. It's just going to take you a little bit longer to get because you need people need to trust you a little bit more before they will part with their money. Now, obviously, there are exceptions, right? If you're in the travel industry, I don't know how much you can do right now uh, without playing an extremely long buy and hold game. So, for example, if you're in the, I know one of our students in the No Pants Project is in the travel industry. Um, what would I advise her to do right now and buy and hold? Well, one, don't burn bridges with the current clients that she has, even if they are having to let her go. Because eventually the travel industry will return and they will remember how she was during their very difficult time. So she'll be able to cash in on that later. Do I think that's going to happen next week? No, that's definitely going to take a long time. So I would recommend maybe for her to pivot to a different niche and to start you know, going where the money is and making those adjustments. But buy and hold, even in the industries that are hit really, really hard, still is a play worth playing. It's still worth incorporating into what it is that you're doing. I think too many business owners live day to day and they don't invest in their number one asset, which is their prospects, their clients, and their customers. A business, while cash is important, a business ultimately runs on the people it serves. Therefore, the buy and hold strategy is to, when times are difficult and volatile, do as much getting of people as you possibly can afford and can do with the intention of investing nurture value etc into those individuals so that you can later not purposefully waiting like you still want to make offers you still want to sell things you still want to get in front of people you still need to do your business because if what you offer helps people you need to offer it to people but eventually you'll be able to then cash in and, and 
take them on as clients when they are ready to do so. Like Jonathan, who followed us for two years. Um, So that is my recommendation to you right now. I would... I'm not asking you to replace whatever it is you're doing right now with buy and hold, but instead to add buy and hold strategies to your business. It is, for many of you, let me just speak frankly here, for many of you, the next few weeks and months will be difficult times. They don't have to be end of your business times. They can be difficult, And they can be the lean years or lean months or lean weeks. They can be the time where in 10 years you look back and you're like, I'm really glad I got through that. But if you start making decisions about what can I do right now the second, what can I do tomorrow, and you completely ignore the long game, you it's possible for you in situations like this to get yourself into a rut where even when things normalize, you can't quite get yourself out of the cycle you developed during the difficult times. Because if you build your entire business around the short play and the churn and burn, then you don't have time to develop the long play. And when everything normalizes and everyone else around you is able to take these people that they've been nurturing for a long time into their business, you won't have that because you're still doing your churn and burn. You devoted all your energy to churn and burn. So this is just something to consider, uh, something to think about, uh, and to remember that this is all going to be okay eventually, and to not get caught up in the freneticism in the constant updates, in the constant connection, in the constant, you know, we live in a very, very strange time right now. Social media, for example, is essentially people posting their random thoughts whenever they like to. There's a lot of people who post stuff on social media that they'd never say to your face. Like, consider that for a moment. When you log into social media, it's like being inside the heads of lots of different people. Many of them you would consider strangers even though you follow them on social media. So if you're constantly being bombarded by the random thoughts and feelings of other people, it's no wonder that you yourself are feeling a little bit disconnected or maybe um, your own sort of random ups and downs and stressed out and anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Don't let that stop you from thinking long-term because long-term is the only way that you'll be able to make it through what's going on now and then be able to make up for whatever's going to happen over the next couple weeks and months uh, in the future when everything is, um, is fine again. We are going to get through this. That I do know. I don't know hardly anything else about what's going on right now. I'm not qualified to speak on it. What I do know is that we can do incredible things as human beings. And almost regardless of what other people are or aren't doing, 
trying to be very careful about what I say here, <laughs> not trying to turn this into some thing that gets me flamed out on the internet or something. Um, I put my faith in the fact that all it really takes is a few good people to do a few good things and we're going to be okay. And we are very fortunate right now that in the medical profession, in the scientific community, there are a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. That is where I put my trust, that's where I put my hopes, that's where I put my um, expectations for the future. Uh, again, do I think it's going to be over tomorrow? I do not think it's going to be over tomorrow. Uh, and I think the faster that you can get yourself mentally okay with that, the better you're going to be uh, to be able to deal with the reality of the situation at hand. So anyways, that's it for me today, you guys. I, I intended this to be a little five-minute, seven-minute <laughs> podcast, but you all know me. I can't, <laughs> I can't talk for five minutes. I had to ramble on. So hopefully this has been helpful. Um, I'll, I'll try to do these uh, as often as I can. love to do them daily. Um, if, if they're well received and if I can maybe get a little bit better about keeping them shorter so I don't waste too much of your guys' time, um, this may even replace what we normally do for the daily email. I think I might send it out via email um, and do it that way. We're just testing, we're experimenting, we're playing as well. Um, uh, to, well, let me, I'll just do it now. I want to give you guys a little update on the No Pants Project. For, so for those of you... Uh, who are looking at businesses, you might see a lot of people talking about how their businesses are going under, how their businesses are struggling. And as a business owner, that can be very uh, terrifying to see other people uh, struggling, right? You think, when am I going to start struggling? If everybody else is, well, I can't possibly be the exception. Um, so a couple things, like I said earlier, uh, cost for ads are down quite significantly. Um, uh, additionally, things like email open rates are up for us. So cost to get ads in front of people are down. People are opening their emails uh, much more often. In terms of revenue generation, uh, the past couple of weeks have actually been the best that we've ever had. Um, we don't see any indicators that would suggest to us that we are going to see massive drop-offs in revenue. Um, if anything, we are, uh, I wouldn't say that we're expanding, so we're not like making big hires, but we are starting lots of new projects, meaning, like I said, we want to get as many acquisition funnels out into the marketplace as possible. We're going to be launching a brand new program here in the next couple of weeks, if I can just get around to uh, finishing it. <laughs> um, you know, we've got the email newsletter, which by the way, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter um, and you want more information, like I'm talking about right now, how to survive recessions, how to uh, get through recessions, how to uplevel your skills to be able to help people, go to the nopantsproject.com forward slash newsletter. It's a monthly newsletter. Uh, that uh, goes to the printer on Friday. So if you want to buy it, uh, and get this month's issue, which has all the information about surviving um, and thriving during this time, the nopantsproject.com forward slash newsletter. So like we're growing that, we're growing all sorts of things. We've got a lot of really cool things um, on deck coming down the pipeline. So uh, us as a company, um, we're, we have no indicators that we need to start laying people off or we need to start shrinking or we need to stop selling or we need to do anything. Um, all of our core KPIs, so email list size, 
sales revenues, uh, again, open rates, all these like all the important numbers that we look at, they're going up just as they have been the past couple of months. Um, now, obviously, it's early days. We've only been in this thing really for a week and a half. So we'll have to see, but um, I, I don't see any signs of, of a contraction for us as a company. Um, we're going to be pushing ahead, moving forward, and playing the buy and hold. Um, you know, these new customers that we bring in over the next couple of weeks, they may not buy any of our other stuff. Uh, they may just buy that $27 thing and say that's good enough, and, and that's fine. We will have the opportunity to nurture them, and then eventually they probably will, just like Jonathan, right? Just like, you know, and, and Jonathan, I keep uh, sort of singling him out. I hope he doesn't feel bad, uh, but he's not, you know, he's certainly not the first person who's ever come to us and said, I've been following you for years, or I've been following you for months. It's quite common that that's what happens. And it's important to remember as a business owner that not every sell you make happens in five minutes, right? Uh, just think about the stuff that you've taken a while to buy. So, okay, anyways, that's enough rambling for me. Uh, I will get this out to you guys via email as soon as possible. Um, we're going to kick up our podcast again. I, I think that this is a, a decent form to keep people updated and things like that. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I really want you guys to know that myself and the team are thinking about you. We are coming up with ways to try and serve as best as we possibly can at all levels. So even paid, free, whatever uh, that we possibly can do um, to to help in, in whatever ways that we can. So uh, we will uh, be in touch uh, <laughs> and I'll be uh, sending more of these out and we'll uh, see you in the next one.